You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs are back on the practice field Thursday as they continue their preparation for this week's matchup against the Tennessee Titans. We heard from tight end Travis Kelsey, as well as offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, and defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo and special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. We'll go in that order. We'll start things off with Travis Kelsey. Then you'll hear from Eric Bieniemy. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When Travis, we get back, you'll hear from Steve Spagnuolo as well as Dave Toe. Uh, Here's Travis Kelsey. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take a lot of hits. I mean, does, does it get harder? I mean, over the years and everything like that, do you notice any difference? Um, no, I can remember coming in here on a Wednesday in week seven, eight, whatever it is right now, and uh, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there, and just feeling sore, and just you know trying to get acclimated to to the game and and how the the length of the season can you know take over. Um, in terms of just discomfort, and it is what it is. You got to make sure that you're doing the right things, getting the blood flow going through the body. Um, and uh, I learned that at a, at a young age through a lot of the the veteran guys. And um, and sure enough, I mean, it just gets you through the entire season. Um, try and be as healthy as possible, right? EB said that with everything that they ask you to do, he says that they probably mentally drain you more than physically. I mean, do you do you do you feel that? I mean, is it is the mental drain just as much too? No, nah, man, I'm wired up every single day of practice, ready to rock and roll. Um, I accept the challenge too. I mean, I, I have fun with it. I mean, the more I can do, the more the defense has to think about what I what I'm you know, capable of doing on a certain specific play. So I just I take pride in that, and I try and use that to my advantage. And uh, and. You know, I just uh, I appreciate the coaches uh, testing me mentally every week. Along those same lines, you mentioned your health. Uh, you were limited yesterday in practice. Do you anticipate being a full go for Sunday? Um, I do. I mean, I I was itching at the bit to have a have every single rep that I could possibly get out there. Um, that's just who I am. I, I'm a big believer in getting my reps in during the week, making sure everything looks good, or if uh, something happens, being able to communicate with everybody out there on the field, coaches, quarterback, O-linemen, whatever it is, you know, that communication goes a long way on Sundays um, or a long way throughout the course of the season. You know, you don't always get the same look or the look that you want. And sometimes during practice, uh, you know, it just it prepares you for situations in the game that you, you typically, you know, Aren't prepared, aren't, aren't thinking about, and uh, and to have those little, um, I don't know, communic- uh, those those talks with the the tackles and those talks with the running backs and the quarterbacks and other 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 wide receivers to have that during the course of the season, um, it really sets you up later on in the season to be ready for everything. Travis, it finally felt like you guys clicked in the second half uh, on Sunday. What do you think maybe was the difference with the offense and, and getting back to what you guys do? Everyone's saying it's. It's like we we finally clicked. I think we've been clicking. It's just been certain things, um, turnovers, penalties, um, all self-inflicted stuff. Um, I think we've been clicking all year. We just you know got to eliminate some of the uh, the negative plays and 
the the things that happened throughout the game that that hurt the offense and hurt the team in general. Travis, do you have any advice for Jody Fortson as he faces this comeback now? Man, that's a guy who had to miss a season yeah. yourself when you were rookie. Yeah, and that was the first thing I told him. I was like, don't don't get down on the dumps, man. It's uh he's young, so his body's still still you know going to handle uh, injuries and, and things like that to. To where you know, I think he's going to be just fine. In terms, he's going to come back even stronger. Uh, we saw the type of or the his capability um, out there on the on the football field on Sundays, and um, we're just excited to have him in this building. I know that, and I think Jody's Jody's got a good mindset in life, so I think he'll be just fine, man. He'll he'll attack it and he'll he'll get better because of it. Trav, I know it's been a couple of weeks, but I haven't been able to ask you about the Tom and Jerry play. Uh, can you talk about your acting experience, skills that you do with that? The I on the Tom and Jerry play that was that was Philly, but that wasn't the actual play where I was acting on it. Um, if that's what you're asking yeah, about, yeah, one, one. the acting one, yeah. um, that's just trying to get a get a step on the defense, make them make them have to think fast, quick, um, where they uh, they typically might not be thinking that. You know, they might be thinking a certain set of rules, and all of a sudden you see a little confusion on the offense and. Uh, the oldest trick in the book, man. Create confusion, slide out the back door, man. <laughs> with, with everything that is involved with trying to be successful on third down, is there something that you've learned, Travis, over the course of your career that, that gives you an advantage over the defense that the 11 guys have to do to, to obviously keep the drive going? I think it goes back to to the coaches putting me in a, in a position to have success. Uh, throughout the week or every single week, them challenging me mentally to be able to have all these different versions of, of routes and having an upper hand on at least uh, making the defense have to think about that, right? Um, then it comes down to me actually executing and, and putting them in a reactionary position. But I think just over the course of my career, just getting confident, uh, seeing certain types of defenses. Um, we know Vrabel is a guy that, that takes some or a lot from Belichick. Um, a guy, and obviously, obviously he does it very well. So just understanding different types of defenses and things like that, I've just started to really understand how guys want to attack us or how guys want to defend us. Did you get an explanation on the deep pass to Tyreek, um, Patrick Tremling, as to like what you did to commit the penalty? Because it's hard to tell based on. The it was a, it was a bang bang situation. I just I at this point it's just like, man, I wish I would have stayed on my feet, stayed out of that situation, so that you know. Tyreek's uh, Tyreek's exciting play and Pat's unbelievable throw actually counted, man. You're uh, as much a pass catcher, obviously, in this offense as as a tight end. Um, Gordon at the receiver position. What do you think um, he needs to do to maybe uh, get some more involved in? The, Just keep working, man. Yeah. Josh, I mean, he's a, he's an absolutely unbelievable athlete. You know, you see him out here running around. You see how big he is, how physical he is, um, and then he. He, he plays like that. You know, some guys don't actually play the way they look, but he's he's every bit of it, and um, and we're excited to have him here. As, as it's just uh, getting him caught up with all the, the terminology, the, the, the slangs that we use, um, and just how we practice every single day here. Um, I think he'll, he's just fine. He's moving along, and he's, he's definitely progressing through the offense and understanding things a lot. Trav, you had a third down catch where Patrick's moving to his left on the shovel pass, and... How much fun is that? I know you guys practice the scramble drills, but how much fun is that when the defense maybe covers it well initially, but you guys still find a way? Um, I mean, that's just uh, the greatness in, in one five back there, man. And, uh, and and myself and other receivers, Tyreek, we just talked about Tyreek's play, where we're just staying alive. We're giving him a chance to to give ourselves a chance to, to get a first down or get it, to get the ball in the end zone, keep the ball moving. Um, and that's 
the biggest thing is just making sure that we're available for him at any point in time, even when his entire body, except for his hands, cross the line. You know, whatever it is, uh, last second throws, you know, we're, we're trying to be available for him at any point in the game. Kind of to that point, I and mean, then also he has the interception that's, you know, he's been laughing about every time he's been asked about it. When you have that balance of, you know, you know that Patrick can make all of these plays from all over the field, but then you have one moment where it goes bad. Do you have a conversation on the sidelines? Do you say anything or no? Because he's going to keep firing and keep playing that style of ball. I mean, I think the coaches do a great job of keeping guys accountable in those kind of situations. I mean, even, even myself last year, I remember getting a f- – Fumbling a ball against Buffalo right before half, and it's like there's get out of bounds. You know, it's it's the golden rule in two minute. Um, I tried to make a cut inside, knowing that we had a timeout to, to spare, and I ended up fumbling on the play, and we didn't have a chance to uh, score points there at the end of the half. Um, EB's on me, Coach Reed's on me. You know, just get out of bounds, just get out of bounds. It's like, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> right? But at the same time, you know that accountability. It, it it keeps it keeps everybody focused and and it keeps you know ball security as the as the prime goal, and um, of course when Pat or when anybody turns the ball over in this this offense, you know the coaches are going to hold them accountable. But the the players and the leaders on this team, I I know I think Orlando went up to him. I know I went up to him. And said, Just be you, man. Just be Pat Mahomes. You don't got to be anything more than that. Pat Mahomes is you know good enough. <laughs> Travis, talk about specific plays. Patrick said we should ask you about that chess pass touchdown against Buffalo a couple of weeks ago. Was it that some origins with you then? Uh, that we've, I mean, we've been running it since Don Terry Poe was scoring touchdowns. So um, I think he just, Coach Reed just passes it down to the line to the biggest, the biggest in the room maybe. I don't know. I don't know where else he's going with that. Thanks, Travis. Uh, good afternoon. Hope everybody's uh, family's well. Hope you guys are doing good. Um, Feels good getting back in the win column. I thought our guys did a heck of a job uh, of playing the game the way it should be in the second half. But our attitude, our mindset right now is to make sure that we're learning this week how to put consistent and disciplined behavior on tape on a consistent basis. So that's the mindset. That's the thought process. That's what we want to do, and that's the goal, getting, uh, taking us into this week, into Sunday. With that said, I'm all ears. Hey, uh, Eric, given that we're talking to Travis here in a little bit, mm-hmm. what does he do on third down that makes him so special and getting open and being available to the quarterback? Kels is a unique individual. And the thing about it, these tight ends are built so different. He's so athletic, but he also has a great understanding of the game. With that said, him and Pat have an unbelievable chemistry together. So. They're seeing things and making things happen, you know, uh, before it even takes place. So the thing that makes him unique is that Kels has a a great vision and a feel for the game. He's played the quarterback position. He understands coverages, and he knows exactly where he needs to be in order to get open and for uh, Pat to find him when the time is right. We've seen it with Travis, you know, especially the last few weeks, you know, sometimes the injuries can pile up. I mean, guys are going after him and playing him all the time. Where does he rank, I mean, as far as the, the physical, you know, nature, just his, his toughness, where does he kind of rank him most of the players he's had? You know what, uh, obviously, he, he, I'll say this. Trav is a tough, smart, hard-nosed football player, okay? Now, ideally, you would like him to play more physical, 
We ask him to do so much. We mentally exhaust him. So by the end of the game, you'll see him doing these motions. He's walking around trying to make sure he can get himself set. But the thing I love about Trav is this. He's going to give you all that he has, and that's all that matters. And the thing about it, you know when needed, he's going to find a way to get it done. Eric, do you believe that every team year to year needs to sort of create its own identity? I mean, you've got a lot of the same guys back, so it seems like you, you could try and replicate what you did the past couple of years. But what is the process of, of this team being its own unique feature? You know what, and I think, and not to debate you, but I think each year every team is different because they added new pieces. And you have to understand, we have to learn how to grow together. We have a lot of different players that are contributing. I mean, you think about the O-line. You know, for the most part, at one point in time, that whole O-line, there was five different starters up front. And so that's, that's an addition. So these guys are learning us. On top of that, our guys are learning how to play together. And I think with that said, the chemistry has to be developed, and these guys got to get a feel for who they are. So the thing that we need to continue to understand is, you know, as long as we're being accountable and as long as we're doing things the right way, these guys will grow together, and I think the season will write its own story in a positive way. So because of that, because of the changes, does it take a little while for each group to develop its own identity? Of course, you know, and it does. And the thing about it is guys need to make sure that they always are on the same page. And that's what I was just talking about. It's about being consistent and disciplined in everything that you do. It's about maintaining a focus. It's about making sure that you understand all the little nuances that are required for you to go out and execute, execute this play. And then you got to line up in the huddle, get the next information about the next play, and then go do it all again. So yes, it takes time. So with that said, you know, these guys have been together now. Hell, we're going into, what is this, week seven or eight? And it's time for that to start taking over. Understanding it's still only been a month. I know that you guys are trying to get Josh Gordon more involved. What's the greatest obstacle to, to him getting a little bit more right now? Uh, probably us as coaches. We just need to make sure we're putting him out there and, and getting him, you know, uh, uh, comfortable out there as a player and making sure that he's understanding exactly what's going on. But the only way he's going to learn is to go out there and make a, a mistake every now and then. And that's okay. Because if he does make a mistake, I guarantee you he won't repeat that mistake. But that kid has been working his tail off. The thing, I'll say this again. We just need to make sure we're getting him more involved. Joe has done a great job with him. He's been practicing his tail off. And it's just up to us to make sure we get him the necessary reps that he needs on game day. I had a scenario question for you. The Bills and Titans on Monday night, fourth and one, uh, they opted to go for it instead of kicking the field goal. What do you think the likelihood is that maybe you guys would take the same approach in, in that scenario? <laughs> you know what? No comment right now. On Sunday, what did you see from him? Did he give you the production that you expected? You know what? Daryl was Daryl. And I say and I say that in the most positive, uplifting way. You know, Daryl is a kid who's been around us for a number of years. Uh, He's, he's a kid that just plays hard. He does everything the right way. He's not going to blow you away with, with numbers. But the thing that I appreciate about Daryl, Daryl runs hard. Right? He picks up the blitzes when necessary. On top of that, he has great hands out of the backfield. And so that's all we can ask of him. And then, then on top of that, he's a leader in the room. And so 
with all that said, he understands what's important. He's also been around for, with us with all this great deal of success, and he wants to make sure when given an opportunity that he's doing his part and being accountable to his teammates. And I thought he did a heck of a job. Was there any drop-off between Darrell and Pye? I mean, it, they're two different players, and you never want to compare players. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters, who's ever in that game, we're counting on that individual all right, to play up to the level that's going to help us to achieve the victory. Eric, um, we've seen big workloads from time to time with Darrell, but not consistently. If that's mm -hmm. how you guys choose to use him this week, next week, how, how's he going to respond? Does he know that job gets harder as the weeks go on? Oh, yeah. That bullseye is on you. Oh, yeah. Know yeah. You? He knows that. How, how, how do you feel like he's going to handle that part of it? You know what? I, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I think he understands because he's been here, okay? He's seen our guys take care of their bodies and understand the grueling process that it is when you're a starter. So you have to, you have to develop a routine. You got to come in on Monday, do whatever you need to do in the weight room on Monday. You need to get in that training room, make sure you're taking care of your body. You also got to make sure you're taking in the proper nutrition because on Mondays, it's a race to get back you know, uh, healthy and sound for practice on Wednesday. And so he understands exactly what, it, what that needs to be, that process is like. But I'm looking forward to watching him grow, you know, through this opportunity. Eric, with the scramble play that Patrick had where it didn't count, but obviously scrambling to his right, throwing across his body to Tyreek, um, can you share your perspective of what it was like to watch that play in the moment and if you learned anything, you know, rewatching it on film? You know what, it's, it's, this probably sounds bad, but being here and seeing things that they do in practice and watching some of the things that have taken place on game day, you should be in awe of everything. But these guys are professionals and, and they, they have a way of making things happen, making special plays happen. And so, and I don't want to take anything away from it. They have a unique chemistry in what they do on top of that. These guys are about as, as talented as any players that I've ever been around. So when it comes down to making a play, these guys are going to make sure that they're where they need to be, all right, when Pat starts to scramble. And on top of that, Pat trusts them, you know, enough to make sure that they can be in the right location to make it happen. So it, it was a unique opportunity. Unfortunately, it didn't count just like you said. But the sad part, I don't want to sound like I'm taking it for granted. We see that stuff a lot. <laughs> When you're throwing something across your body at the numbers, like that isn't a fundamental like football coaching point. Like, how do you manage like letting Pat do that and kind of giving him tips? Like, maybe that isn't necessarily the best way to go about it. I don't know if you remember, he made a left-handed pass a few years ago. So, I don't think there's a number of things that's very uh, not natural for Pat. The thing that you don't want to do, you don't want to take the fun out of the game. Okay. Yes, we do want to make sure we're managing all the little things that we should be doing the right way. Obviously, Pat talked about what took place with, with, uh, with the interception last week. That's uncharacteristic of him. That should not happen. But we don't want these guys not to allow themselves to show their personalities. They are who they are, okay? That's what makes them fun. That's when we're having our success, when those guys have an opportunity to put their, uh, their personalities on display and go out there and play hard and play for each other for 60 consecutive minutes. You mentioned earlier you've got the full new look offensive line, but then obviously Mike Remmers got the opportunity last week. What do you gain by having him at right tackle? 
Okay. Here's what you gain. You gain a, a, a veteran who's been in the league for a number of years. On top of that, Mike Remus has been with us now for a few years, and he understands the system. It's also something that takes place up front. Those guys got to do a great job of over-communicating with one another. And so with Remus in there, he's going to help trade to get better because now he's over-communicating the necessary information you know, uh, back and forth to each other. And the best thing about that is now Lucas has an opportunity to sit and observe and watch and practice, watching how Rimmers is handling certain situations that present itself. I think it's a great opportunity for Rimmers, but on top of that too is teaching Lucas, all right, all the ins and outs on how to become a better professional. Was that a matter of information overload for Lucas over these last few weeks? You know what, I, I, it's, it's, you probably would have to ask Coach Heck that, that question. I know one thing, Lucas played his tail off, okay? And Lucas is going to be a great player here. And the thing that we wanted to make sure is that we're putting our guys in the right situations to be successful. And I know right now this is the right situation for both of them, and it's going to help us as a team moving forward. Thanks, right, Thank you, guys. You just heard from Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Now we'll hear from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo and special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. Everybody well? Nice fall day out there? All right. With that, I will open it up. I'm ready to go. Coach, obviously number 22 is a concern. Uh, well, who's number 22? <laughs> <laughs> You've had some issues with, with tackling um, over the, the early part of the season. Yeah. What's your message to your guys this week, knowing that you've got a guy who makes a lot of yards after contact? Yeah, now look at our guys. Listen, a lot of these guys have been in the league long enough. They get it. I mean, they understand that this is the guy that makes it go. This has got to be the main focus, you know, population to the football. Uh, I can go through all the little things about teaching tackling, but I think our guys get it. Um, we spent some time yesterday individual where that's all they did. Uh, and even then, I still I don't think it, you're going to get the real feel for what it's going to be like when you get the first hit. But I know that uh, power is speed times mass, so our little guys should run fast, right? And our, our big guys just got to make sure they keep all that mass. But uh, that, he's a he's a challenge, no question. I mean, we got that's the first thing we focused on at day one. So much focus on host on him. You still got two other guys, AJ Brown yeah. and Julio. And Julio yeah. Are you, like, well, they they built their team right. I mean in doing that. He gave uh, Tannehill some targets that he could go to. Um, we've got to find ways. Listen, our guys on the line of scrimmage, uh, I'm talking about our press corners and Nichols got to do a good job. But one of the things I think would be really key, and we talked about it yesterday, was we got their receivers are good blockers, good run blockers, for obvious reasons. They know what they got behind them. Um, we got to get off blocks before he arrives, was what we said. Uh, because if you've got a wide receiver in between you and number 22, you got no chance because all you're doing is reaching and trying to tackle. And so we focused on that yesterday. We'll continue to do that today. But it's just going to be getting as many hats to number 22 as we can. Steve, uh, regarding the, the change you made at safety last week, wh why now or why then? Well, what, I. What yeah, I mean, yeah, we kind of, we're, we're mixing, and Dan obviously got in there. I, sure. Before the season's uh, all said and done, you know, all those guys yeah. are going to have to play back there. Um, you know, Juan deserved to be out there, had done some good things. Um, you know, Dan and I talked, he was in a little bit of a slump, so we made a switch. Uh, I think it's been pretty smooth. We'll see where we're at this week. Uh, but we're going to need, listen, I got full trust in Dan and Juan T back there uh, for what we're doing right now, and hopefully we can keep them all rolling. 
You like the way it played out, though? I think so. I mean, look, at if, if you go with the result that's most important and 13 points was the result, I'll take that. I mean, if just making that kind of combination ensures that every week, <laughs> it'd be an easy, easy decision. Coach, in that uh, same vein, I, I know you guys might be getting Chris Jones back in the lineup this week. Where are you at on the temptation to maybe go back and, and put him in, on the interior, or, or is it, are you guys sticking with the original? Well, I, yeah, I'm not sure where we'll be with that yet, um, but he has been inside. Uh, most of it's been third down and maybe some second and long, so he hasn't lost all the reps in there. What, what's been hard is because of the injury. He hasn't been out there doing either or, so... We'll see where he at, he's at by the end of the week, uh, but we like moving Chris around. We just sometimes that's dictated by the down and distance and how the play is going and the whole thing. So, so Chris, without Chris uh, and Charvers, they haven't been in there for the past couple of weeks. From a scheme standpoint, are there things that you just can't get to because you don't have those guys? Nah, yeah, a few here and there, but usually we just let our guys roll. Um, we put it in, we call what we got. Um, and the next guy that goes in there has got to execute it as well as the first guy. And we try to get our guys through the course of the week. I mean, we, got, we get a lot of walkthroughs, right, because of the way the rules are now. And, you know, we usually split it into two groups. So Matt's working with one group and I got another. So those guys do get all those reps. Um, so we try to keep – we don't try to change it all much. One injury that I guess would change more is missing Anthony. I mean, yeah. Because he's calling your plays. Yeah, How yeah. How does that role change? Well, I mean, listen, Ben, I thought that Ben did a really nice job stepping in. And he's done that in prior games and the, the time we've been together here. So we've got great trust in Ben. Uh, Nick's out there. Willie, between the three of them, they're going to have to pick up the slack. That, uh, But we'll miss Hitch. He's the quarterback. I mean, it'd be like an offense losing their starting quarterback. It's a little bit different. Did, did Nick and Willie call any plays on, on Saturday? Well, well, we had a package in there. I don't know if you all noticed where it was just Nick and Willie in there. Um, and we had planned that ahead of time. Uh, and Nick usually gets in front of the huddle on that one. The technicality on that, is that, are there multiple helmets where? Yeah, you can, uh, you can declare three guys that could possibly have the uh, earpiece, I'm going to call it, right? I don't know what the technical terms are. But you can only have one of those guys out there at a time. So when it, when it ends up being Ben, he's got to put that helmet on, then he's got to take it off. And uh, Alan, Alan does a great job for us on the sideline, to be quite honest with you. But that's not easy, uh, doing the helmets and whatnot, because you can only have one guy out with the tag on at a time. Yeah. And sometimes we just, you know, sometimes we just yell it to him or signal it or something, you know. <laughs> With all the talk about with Derrick Henry, the focus on him as part of the game, what is it, you know, with Tannehill that you do have to watch for? I mean, he's a veteran. He's been around for a while. Yeah, you ever watch him scramble and run with that ball like he did to us in 2019 in key situations? He's, uh, we talked about this, in a critical situation, you got to be concerned with him as much as 22. But that's what happens. All the focus goes on 22 because of who he is and what he does. Uh, and yet you can't lose focus of what y'all been talking about. The two wideouts that get out there, the quarterback will tuck and run with it. They do have some of the zone read schemes, so that makes it just as challenging as when you're playing Baltimore and Buffalo. Uh, that's that's uh, offensive football in the NFL nowadays. And they got some good players to do it. Sorry, uh, Rashad Fenton got 100% of the snaps last week also. I'm curious how you, how you thought he played. Um, and, and then also, if you do get Charverius back this week, what that rotation might look like. With yeah, the we'll see where we're at with that first. But I thought Rashad did a great job. Um, he played aggressive. He made some really good key plays for us. One that won't even stick out is it was a third and eight-ish, 
and he stopped the slant. It was completed, but he stopped it for four. I think it's when they went for the field goal and missed it. Uh, but that's a key play. Uh, he did a nice job. He really competed out there. And Rashad does that. That's what he's good at. We good? All right, thank you. All right, here we go. Good morning. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Uh, Byron Pringle, a couple of weeks ago, I had asked him, um, does he have the green light to come out of the end zone? And he said, you give him the green light. What do you look for in a kicker or, or kick returner before you decide? In, in a kick returner? Yeah. I look for somebody that makes smart decisions, somebody that uh, goes north and south, uh, somebody that's physical, uh, you know, just like Pringle. I mean, that's what I'm looking for. So. Is he the only kicker that has, or kick returner that has that green light? No, or? no, no. I mean, I mean, we have other returners that, that, that we could use in there, obviously. But Pring, Pringle's a starter right now, so that's why you're seeing him getting, uh, you know, obviously most of the reps. Like happier area where maybe you wouldn't want necessarily a guy to call a fair catch. Um, it's not it's not set in stone. I mean, I've, I've talked about this before about you know the type of kick. Like if, if it's a rugby kick where it's end over end, you know, and, and they kick it and it, it has a tendency to stop and then bounce back into the field of play, you want to try to fair catch those so they don't end up on the one. Uh, I think what happened with you know, you're probably going to ask the next question is why McCole fair caught that one on the five. He just, I, I think he didn't read the ball right. I thought, he, you know, it was a spiral kick. And he, the spiral kick at five, you want to let that go because it'll bounce into the end zone probably seven out of ten times. You know, so you want to let that one go. He just, he, he probably made a bad read on the ball. If it was a rugby kick, you want to try to field it. I don't think in a high rotation, that's just a direct thing that you develop over the over time. The, the rotation yeah. of the ball? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a style of kick. They kick it on the bottom and it goes end over end like this and it has a tendency to hit and then come back. You know, that, that's what everybody's doing most of the time. And this, in that particular kick, he kicked a spiral kick, like a normal open field kick that turns over. And that kind of kick, you want to let that hit because it'll bounce that way. You know, it'll go in towards the end zone. That's, and he just made a bad read on the, uh, what type of kick it was. In terms of reading those as a returner, like how long does it take for someone to develop a great eye? Is, is there someone that you've had, you had, that guy read it right every time? Um, I, I never had anybody that read it right every time. You know, it's it's hard. Uh, punt returner is probably one of the toughest jobs that there is in NFL. I mean, you got guys running down the field. You got to make a read. You got to see if guys are close to you. Can you feel it? Can you fair catch? You know, there's a lot of decisions that got to be made. Uh, you know, so you got to give them a little bit of leeway. You know, a lot of times, and um, you know that was this one, and I'm sure he would he would want to take that one back. Obviously, Dave, I know we're seven weeks into the season now. Not. I don't want you to reveal anything, but how much does this point in the season now do you work on specialty plays, trick plays, something that may swing a game in your favor on specialty? Every every week, every week we look at a team and we we design a trick play, or we see some some teams don't give you anything. It's you know they play they're they're very safe in what they do. They don't put they don't put themselves in a situation where it's one on ones and you have a chance to get them and. Um, you know, they use a lot of defense stay, you know, leave their defense on the field a lot of times on, you know, versus your punt team. So you, you don't have those opportunities. Some other teams are different. Other teams take risks. And, uh, you know, so you, you're going to design stuff each week, week to week. It doesn't, doesn't change as the season goes on. You know, it's, it's more of a week to week thing. You know, sometimes you're just playing a, you just want to go out there and keep it, you know, uh, you know, you don't want to take a lot of risk. You just want to be a solid. Sometimes you want to be risky. You want to you want to take chances. So it changes week to week. 
Coach, we've seen over the years how the return game can kind of permeate over to the offense in terms of momentum. Yeah. McColl had some of those on yep. Sunday. You sure uh, did. Can you feel that, that the offense feels that momentum when McColl has a nice return? There's like no that? question. It lifts up the whole sideline. You know, we had two of those in that game. You know, arguably both of them could have went for a touchdown. They didn't. Um, but they were nice returns and set, ups our, set up our offense. And, you know, that, that just lifts everybody up. It, it, it makes it feel like, like we're all, this is what we are. You know, I mean, that's what it felt like. Like, okay, now we're okay. We're, we got the return game going, our offense, you know, and it just, everybody goes. I mean, that's the way we like to look at it. And uh, it just, it, it, felt, it felt right in that, you know, at, in the second half. Okay. Thanks, All right. Coach. Thank you. Thanks, First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.